Welcome back to a brand new episode of Views of an X Podcast, and I'm your host, Lama. I'd like to thank y'all all for tuning in. We'll have various guests come on this podcast to talk about our X. The last episode, we had Dwight from the DSC Podcast come on Views of an X and tell a story. I didn't get much feedback. The only feedback I did receive was that he's funny, and he didn't give a lot of detail on his story. But overall, I thank him for, for coming on the podcast, um, and I thank Niche for being a co-host. Niche is always good as a co-host. She's funny. She's very real, and she's good with that Zodiac stuff. I don't, I'm not a believer in that stuff, but when she says certain things about Zodiacs, I'm like, ah, right, you, you, you got it. But overall, episode 93 was a good one. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen. We now made it to episode 94, and it features Marcy. Now, I met Marcy through a mutual friend that I met at a Haitian restaurant. So we talk about it in the beginning of the episode. And because me and the mutual friend are podcasters, when I told her what my podcast was about, immediately she was like, I got somebody for you. And that person happened to be Marcy. So I reached out to Marcy, and she said she searched my page to see what it was about, and she was interested. Um, we booked it at Bua Ramen, so it was a lot of little background noises of forks and background noise for people that's at the restaurant. So please be patient with that. But overall, I loved Marcy's energy. She came to tell a story about a guy she met in DR. That's where she's from. And they were childhood friends and then later became married. Now in this story, it goes from calm to 100. They did have a kid with each other. It's, it's a lot. So I hope y'all enjoy Marcy's story. Episode 94. Let me know what y'all think in the feedback on IG, email, or if you know me personally, you can message me. And please go to Views of an X. I just sold a few sweaters and I showed it on my IG and people are interested. If you're interested in buying a sweater or any other merch, it's on viewsofanx.com. And also leave a rating on this podcast on the Apple Podcasts app or Spotify. I'll see y'all next time. Bye. Back at Buatai Ramen, and I have a guest that I never met until this day. <laughs> Thanks to you said Madi is her name. Yep. Now, I met Madi at a Haitian restaurant in Brooklyn. Now, I made a mistake and thought this restaurant was a Jamaican restaurant, right? So I went in there, and I'm like, can I get stewed chicken and rice? It was like, it was looking at me funny. And I'm like, why is she looking at me like this? And she was like, okay, okay, okay. So they went in the back, did something, and <laughs> they had stewed chicken. But then Madi and her husband was there, and they both Haitian. Wait, yeah. one Madi is Haitian? No, she's Dominican. Dominican, all right, right yeah. there. It's like next door. Yeah, yeah. So um, her husband, I forgot his name, but he was like, Randy. He's like, you know what you're ordering? I was like, no. He was like, oh man. He was like, you had a Haitian restaurant. I'm like, a Haitian restaurant. I never never been in one. So they were sitting there eating. They had uh the 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 pork and they had some okra and and uh the griot. Yeah, so yeah. And it was like, you got to taste this, taste this. And I'm like, I don't want your food. Like, I don't know. They sitting there eating. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. He was like, yo, I got a, I got a fork. Taste it, right? So I taste the grill. And I was like, oh, this is good. He said, like, what did you get? I'm like, I got stewed chicken. He was like, no, no, no. You don't want that from a Haitian restaurant. You want like stuff like the goat or the, the yeah. turkey or the, the, yeah, chick, yeah. Uh, the, the pork. So I'm like, all right. He said, like, taste this thing. So it was an okra. That was like the vegetable, fried vegetable thingy. Yeah, yeah. Tasted that. I was like, oh, this is mad good. <laughs> 
So I told the lady, I'm like, cancel that, cancel that. And she got so mad at me because they already had it packed. Yeah, yeah. So um, he was like, make sure you get the black rice with it. I'm like, black rice? What is that? Yeah, mortal. So I ordered (laughs) everything they told me to order. And I sat down and spoke to them. And good couple. I loved them as a couple. They were telling them. We sat there for like an hour and a half, like just talking. And they were telling me how they met, their past, and things like that. Uh, What they the podcast and thing, that's how we connected. Yeah. And um, that was it. So left the place with uh, two bags of food for like $23. <laughs> and that place changed my life. They was like, oh, we travel all the way from New Jersey to come here. Yeah. It's our favorite restaurant. And that's been a restaurant I go to from the Bronx to Brooklyn. Just wow, to get their food. that's crazy. And in the process, I told her what my podcast was about. And she just like, I have a homegirl for you. You were the homegirl. <laughs> <laughs> so I reached out. I got through the list. And you was on my list. Got through the list, and I'm like, all right, she's on the list. Let me reach out. And I randomly hit you up. What, what, was your, what, what did you think uh, when I first hit you up? No, because, I, like, I usually, like, when people follow me, I check out the profile, and I'm like, oh, okay, he has a podcast. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Tales of an X. I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. And then, like, I downloaded your podcast right. started listening. Yes. And I was like, yo, this is great. This is a great show. <laughs> yeah. So for her to say that, she knows everything about your past? Yeah. So, all right. Because she was like, we got a past. Her husband has a pass. She has a pass. But she was like, no, we got to get, you got to get her. <laughs> and I just randomly followed you. And I was like, all right, reached out. Because the thing is, I, I do like talk about my relationship a little bit on my podcast, but not too much because it's like, you know, it's a different um, angle from my podcast. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But, now, who do we have here? Tell us a little bit about yourself. So my name is Marcy. Mm-hmm. I am 39 years old. Mm-hmm. I was born in Dominican Republic and I came to the U.S. when I was one. One years old? Wow. Yeah. All right. Um, so everybody's like, yeah, you're more American than Dominican. Mm-hmm. I was like, not really, because my parents are like Dominican, Dominican. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, literally, like, everything that we did was, um, like, grounded in culture and, mm-hmm. you know, family and all of that. And um, I grew up in the Heights. Uh, all right. I love the Heights. That's what, little DR? Yeah, <laughs> little DR. Um, and then I went... To school there up until high school. And then high mm-hmm. school, I started going to school in Harlem. What, what's, what high school? Uh, I went to A. Philip Randolph. Uh, I'm from Harlem, but I don't know. I never... It's like West Harlem, like uh, okay, okay, 135th okay. and uh, Convent Avenue. Okay, I know what that's at. Yeah, so yeah. by City College. Yes. Um, so I went to Randolph and um, I fell in love with Harlem. Yeah. Like I legit love Harlem. Yeah. I went to... Nothing like it. I did four years there. Then I went to college. I did a year and a half at Pace University downtown. Yeah. And then I switched back to City College, and I mm-hmm. finished my ma- my bachelor's there. Mm-hmm. I did my master's there. Wow. And then um, I worked there for a little bit, and then I started teaching. And I started teaching. No, before I started teaching, I was working at the bank. Well, what bank? Chase? You, yes. you like a Chase head. <laughs> of <laughs> course. Because every time I go into Chase, it's all, they, I don't know if they hire Dominicans only, but... Well, it depends on branch you go into. In Harlem. Any, anywhere I go in Harlem, it's like the teller is always Dominican. No, I mean, I wasn't a teller. I was a, a personal banker All right. at the time. So um, I was uh, down at 52 Broadway for a minute. All right. Which is like down by the bull by Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. And then um, we opened a branch on us 119th and Frederick Douglass. Okay, okay. So I that that's like little Senegal there. Yeah. So all my customers were Senegalese and stuff yeah, yeah. like that. So no, it was it's, an interesting it's something experience. They, whoever recruiting, they they know to get Dominican women in there. Because <laughs> like, I had to come back. Look, look. She, they know. They know something. <laughs> so, yeah. That, and then, like, when I finished my master's, uh, I taught a little bit in Harlem. And then, like, 
uh, I went downtown for a bit, and then I'm back uptown teaching. Nice, nice. I actually taught in the school that I went to school at. Oh, that's dope. Elementary school yeah, yeah, yeah. for a little bit. All right, that's dope. 39 years old. So this is late in your, this, this relationship was late or early in your? I want to say mid-20s. Mid-20s? Like, uh, like early to mid-20s. Okay, okay. So you learned yeah. a lot from this relationship. Yes. Okay. So we're going to start. You sure you don't want to take a piece of that before we start? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. All right. You're going to watch. You're going to want to bite. I'm like, nah, you got to talk now. <laughs> um, let's get into the ex, right? Mm-hmm. So before we give it, a, give him a fake name, you got to describe how he looks. So if you walked in this restaurant, how would he look? Um, I want to say like light-skinned Dominican, about 5'9". Okay. He actually is... <clears throat> Physically, he's not the type of guy that I usually go for. Mm-hmm. So, whatever, five nine. So you 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 like his personality? Mm, at the time, All right. I don't know. I don't know. I guess at the time, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, uh, five nine, typical Dominican. I don't know what typical. You got to My listeners are all, no, no, all over the no, world. No, no, not like typical, <laughs> I know what typical, do, Dominican, typical is. Dominican guy in the sense that he's very machista, like he's very like um, chauvinistic. All right. All right. So, um, attitude wise, and then like, uh, physical, dark hair, mm-hmm. um, he has kind of like an athletic build. My son okay. has the same type of body too. It's like, they look like they work out, but they've never worked out <laughs> a day in their life. You know, like, yeah. I, I feel like he did go to the gym at one point, like in his twenties. And then like, he just, he just retained, he retained the muscle like definition, which is, yeah. Weird to me because my body doesn't work like that. But yeah, he yeah. has that kind of like um. He's lean. Kind of like a swimmer's body, so okay. like kind of built. Yeah, and like his legs are like on the skinny side. All right, yeah. So it's definitely a swimmer. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not like classically attractive. But there was something. What that, does that mean? Okay, so the, okay, so like. <laughs> If a woman would see him in the street, they wouldn't say like, "Oh, kind of like okay, it's like Jay Z." Like he's not classically attractive, but, but he, he has swag yes. and he All can right. dress and he smells. Good. I'm sure yeah. he smells good. Yeah. But um, yeah. So he like smelled really good. He All right. Had a well knew how to dress. Now what? Why did you like him? I don't know. We we grew up together. We're gonna get there. All right. So we grew up together. All right. So we grew up together, and um, I don't know. I just found him. He always liked me when we were kids, and um. I don't know. My cousins were always like, no, don't talk to him, whatever. Yeah. And then in my 20s, then that's when we started talking to each other like that in that okay, way. Okay. Okay. All right. But uh, you wasn't, a tr- you looked at him and was like, nah. No, no, I didn't say, I didn't think he was ugly. There was something about him. Like, I looked at him and I was like, oh, there's something about him. I think, you know, he looks better from when he was a kid, <laughs> you know. But it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was like, I'm imagining oh, my God. him. We don't want to name him Jay Z. No, I can't name him Jay Z. All right. We Go can ahead. call him Jigga if you want. Nah. <laughs> What's the name you have for him? Oh, uh, now I'm like <laughs> second guessing yeah, his see? name. Igor. <laughs> when I first heard it, I'm thinking of Tyler, the creator, Igor. Oh. But then it's young Frankenstein Igor. Yeah, that's what Now I'm how you described him, like, ah, he must be ugly because. No, 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 with no. this name. <laughs> As soon as I seen that in the question, I was like, "It's not. It's not that he's physically attractive. It's it's the, um ugly. It's like his. So for me, a person can be physically attractive, but if their attitude and their personality it makes them ugly overall is bad. 
bad, I'm not that that makes them less way yeah. less attractive yeah, yeah. to me. You're uh, me, me and you're the same way. All right, so Igor it is. Young Frankenstein, no? We could call him Young Frankenstein. All right. Both. We're going to do both. <laughs> Igor. So you said you met Igor as a child. Yeah. How did y'all meet? Through parents, friends? So we're all from the same town in Dominican Republic. He mm. used to hang out with my cousins. And um, I'm really close to these um three cousins that live in the town where we're from. What town? Um, Himarriba, La Vega. So that... Hmm, that went over my head. All right. La Vega is a central province in Dominican Republic. Is Dominican. it close to close San- to Santiago? All right, all right. So like thirty minutes out of Santiago. All right. Um, so we, we, he grew up there. I would always go and visit, and mm-hmm. um, the first time I met him, I think I was like nine years old. All right. And then after that, my father passed when I was eleven. All right. So we would go back every summer and spend three months at a time there. Because my dad passed around uh, away at, like, at the beginning of the summer. So we would spend from, like, the beginning of June all the way to, like, the last week of August. Okay. So we would spend a lot of time together, like, with my cousins, with him, other friends, mm-hmm. and all of that. So we all built, like, a sort of relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, um, I want to say when we were, like, 16. Okay. He started kind of like saying that he liked me and all of that. And I was just kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. I was a kid. Yeah. But I was um talking to other guys there. <laughs> yeah, the same age. Yeah, we're the same age. Okay, okay. Um, so I was talking to other guys there in DR and um I was in a relationship with another dude over there. Mm-hmm. And then I kept going back and forth to DR until like I wanna say when I was 18. Mm-hmm. And then once I turned 18, um, I was already working independently and I wasn't traveling with my mom. So um, I stopped traveling and then I broke up with the guy that I was dating. Oh, wow. And I went back. How long you was with the other guy? Um, I want to say like two years. Two years? So I'm like 16 to 18. Yeah, 16 to 18. But the thing is, like, you know, you, you're not spending really a lot of time with them. That was, like, Because he lived distance. in DR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lived in DR. Yeah. I don't know what it was about me when I was younger, but I found that appealing for some reason. Like, I was, like, I wanted a guy that was, like, like my dad or whatever. I didn't want to date Dominicans from here um, because of, like, the guys I was Tradition, exposed to here. Traditional, they traditional, like... Because the guys in DR have, like, a different a vibe, like, a different swag. They are very... um. They're more street All right. savvy. It seemed like when I visited, like I visited twice. Or like rather. Last year, I visited twice, and it seemed like the guys don't really like the women over there. I don't know. They do, it, but it depends. All right. They, they like they like foreigners because we'll talk about that. All right, later. all right. But, um, yeah, so I dated. Because I went over there. I'm like, damn, damn, damn. And these guys are like, it's like regular for them. It's like, all right. No, I mean, they do date them, obviously, and they marry them. But it's just more, um, a lot of them prefer women that live abroad. That's all right. To make it better for themselves financially. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that part. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I dated Triple J, which is the guy before uh, Igor. And um, we broke up. I was, like, heartbroken. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't go back to DR. That guy played me. And I found out while I was there. So it How was did like he play? Whole, did he cheat? Did he? He cheated, yeah. He had a whole kid or something? No, no, not a kid. He had a whole girlfriend that was... Okay, so he was supposed to go to my house, right? 
Um, I was like 17 or 18. I was already 18. Uh, he was supposed to go to my house. And right. he was like, oh, I feel, I don't feel good. I'm not going to go today. Because it was like, traditionally, like, boyfriends go and visit um, their girlfriends at, in the afternoon, right? Like, after like 5 o'clock and they go spend the afternoon with you and you hang out, talk, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then at 10 o'clock, they go back to their house, right? Wow. So that night, he was like, oh, I, I can't come. And my, and my cousins are like, that he leaves. My cousins are like, we're all going to go party. You should come with us. Come with us dancing. Right, right. Because right. over there, you can go dancing if you're 16 it's fine, or 17 or whatever. It's yeah. fine. And you can drink because, like, I think the legal drinking is, like, 18 or something. Anyway, so they're like, just go, whatever. Fuck that guy. Just go. So I go to, they left, and I was like, nah, I'm just going to stay behind. So while they're there, they see him there, but they don't tell me that they see him there at a club with the girl. Wow. So they don't tell me that they see him there, and then they're like, oh, um, they send a cousin of mine on a motorcycle. They're like, oh, you should come. You should really come. We're going we're gonna to get a car. <clears throat> so they took me over there, and then um, I'm pulling up to the place. And I'm a Virgo, so I'm, like, very observant. Yeah. And I caught him out of the side of my eye with the girl. Then when he saw that I got out of the car, he went and hid wow. in the bathroom yeah. at the club. Somehow he made it out of there. We stayed to the whole, and I was waiting for him because I was going to, you know, yeah. talk to him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that happened, and then we ended up breaking up. And, um, yeah, then I didn't go back to DR for, like, two years. And I that went back, sucks. I think I was, like, 20 or 21. All right. But I was, like, heartbroken. I was, like, oh, my God. But I feel like because I was in that state, mm-hmm. I felt like I was more was susceptible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Susceptible to falling into the relationship. So Ego was the shoulder to cry on for you? Yeah. And he was, gotcha. like, he was, like, I told you about that guy. He didn't like him. He was, like, oh, I told you about that guy. He ain't shit, whatever. Yeah. And then, um... Whatever, we started hanging out. Like, I saw him. I came on vacation by myself. Um, I saw him, and he was, like, working on his motorcycle. He was wearing, like, a tank top and, like, some Adidas sweatpants. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, hey. I was, like, saying hi from Haraway. And then um, I let him, like, I let him know that I come over, whatever. So we exchanged numbers. You went, this is Igor. Yeah, Igor. All right, all right. At an old age, you what twenty one? You said I was like twenty one, so we exchanged numbers. Uh, we kept con- we kept in contact. We hung out while I was there. Um, I forgot. What we- oh, we went to like that place to like party or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah So yeah. it's like a town that's close to us. Yes. That's like like a party ish. Yeah, of yeah. Because where I'm from is like the country, country. So we all went um drinking that night. And we we danced whatever. So then um. After that, I think I stayed in DR for, like, two weeks. Mm-hmm. The whole time we were, like, exchanging information, talking, whatever. Then I came back to the U.S. He kept calling me. Yeah. And like, so you had to put money on a card or something me. like that? Yeah. Oh, it was, like, back sugar. in the day, it was, yeah. like, those um, $5 those, yes. phone cards. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, talking and calling. And then shortly after, I booked another trip to go see him. And then I kept, like, flying because I was working at the bank. So I had, yeah. I had money. Now, was y'all going on dates? Was it, did y'all call it dates at that time? When he was um, like, yeah, no. He would take me out. Yeah, we yeah. would go out. like. So he would, because, like, it's, like, everything's very, um, like, kind of, like, by the book. Kind of, like, courting yeah. in, in a sense. 
So I would travel. I would stay with my aunt. Right. He would go to the house and pick me up. He'll hang out with us at the house. And then we would go out to like dinner or to the movies or to do something. So the the dates were like nice dates. We would go to restaurants. Mm -hmm. um, And then at one point, once he wanted to make it official, um, he introduced me to his aunt. Okay. He was living with her in the capital. All right. So I I went to his house. Um, funny story. So the day before I met his aunt, um, we had gone out the night before with my family, and we had gone to eat. Like I don't know if you've ever had these hamburgers, these chimis. Chimis. Like um, it's called a chimichurri, which is like just yes, like a yeah, yeah, Dominican yes, hamburger yeah, yeah. with like like Chim- yeah. that meat. Whatever. Yes. It's like a smash burger, right? Yeah. So I had had pork one. Mm-hmm. I can't eat pork out of the country, so I got real sick. Oh, right. Like, I was, I had, like, I must have caught a stomach virus. Yeah. So I was, like, deathly ill. And then I didn't want to cancel to meet the aunt. Mm. So I went, and I was literally, I had to, like, meet her, and then I was, like, using her bathroom. (laughs) I was so embarrassed. (laughs) I was so embarrassed. But, like, during that time that we were getting to know each other and courting each other, everything was good yeah. because of the fact that number one it's long distance you're on vacation right right you don't want to bring shit up or fight because you're only there for like two weeks a little, yeah for a little yeah a little you bit. know so it's like everything seemed perfect yeah time. yeah yeah so um yeah so it was just kind of like it just developed from there yeah. and then eventually he proposed wait huh how long was that that was like a honeymoon stage no, he proposed. Yeah, he proposed. God damn. When I was 23. So like two oh, years. Oh, so y'all was two years just dating two years and, and going y'all made back it official and forth. Yeah, when we you made met it his official. Aunt. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. So I was going back and forth. It was like I was working at the bank so I could take time off. So I was yeah, going yeah, yeah. Like every two to three months. Okay, okay. Um, To DR. And then um, eventually we got engaged. Did, did you want to like marry him? Does this seem rushed? Or was it his, was it his idea? It was like, I feel like it was both of our ideas we wanted to. Because the thing is, like, the courting process is, like, my mom was, like, opposed to us, like, me traveling and staying with him. Yeah. Because what would our family say, right? So right. I was, like, spending all this money on transportation. Because, like, he lived in one part of the capital. Mm-hmm. And I was staying in another part of the capital. So right. between cabs... Him driving or me taking a cab, we were spending so much money. And I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like, we're together. Everybody knows we're together. Why don't we just stay together? Mm. So I feel like the engagement was also rushed because of that. Like, what were, what would my family say? So um, we ended up getting engaged. And then I started just traveling. When I would travel, I would just stay with him. Gotcha, Which gotcha. my mom was like having a coronary about that. She's like, what are people going to say? And I'm like, I don't care because they're not paying for my flights. <laughs> right, right. You doing <laughs> don't it on your own. My bills, like, yeah. who cares? Right. But um, it's like very much the culture is like that. They're like, it's like, oh, what are people gonna say? They're gonna talk crap about you. Yeah. But the people that were talking shit really wasn't. It wasn't important. Strangers. Right? It was like my family. Oh wow. They're the ones that were talking shit. Yeah, know? yeah. So, it is what it is. Um. So, yeah, we got engaged. I went down, I want to say for, like, a spring break. 
Mm-hmm. So he did a big thing. Like he gave me the ring and then. Did he work? Like what was his, his job out there? He was working um, in a hotel. Okay. Okay. And um, in the capital, he was working as a, as a cook, a line cook in a hotel. So he'll see all the tourists come in and. Yeah, so he was doing that, and then and then after he stopped working there, then he was working for like a like a building materials company. Okay, okay. So he was like um, in charge of not accounting. He was doing other stuff with them. I think driving an actual truck. Right, right. With them, so that was another job he had. But like another red, a red flag that I ignored was that he would get in trouble at these jobs. Mm-hmm. Doing yes. what? <laughs> no, like he would get in trouble. Like for him, people are always talking about him and okay. stuff like that. Like and like, oh, he would like get into like drama at work, and I'm like, why are you getting involved? Like that doesn't even make any sense to me. But right, you know, everybody's different. Yeah. So he would get fired sometimes. He got fired from that hotel job. And he was jobless. Did you take care of him? No. He got he got the other job immediately. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's one thing. He did have a lot of connections, and and the times that I traveled over there, I wasn't really paying for much. Okay. I was just paying for like maybe the ticket. One time he actually paid for my ticket to go. I would pay for the ticket, and then he would um, take care of like our outings, the things that we were doing, if we were staying in hotels and stuff like that. Oh, so he was he making was some money. All right. Yeah, he was making money. Okay. Um. Then eventually. Bef- and then I started putting in the paperwork for the K-1 visa. What? Now, explain So, that. like, you know the 90 Day Fiance? Have you seen that show? Never seen it, no. I so heard I, about it, but I've never so seen it. K-1 visa is a visa for a fiance. So when you're dating somebody abroad, you can bring them to the States hmm. if you're engaged. And then you have thir- um, 90 days to get married. Wow. Okay. So you're engaged for 90 days. And so- then at the end of the 90 days, you have to get married. So if you get married, does that person stay in the States or they got to go they back? They stay in the States. Okay. So you filed for that. So I filed How much for the does K-1 that cost? visa. Um, he paid about like a, at that time. Yeah. It was like over 10 years ago, like more than 15 years ago. Um, A G. What was it? I thought it'd be more. A G and change. But yeah. then like, you know, you have to pay for like, um, they have to do like medical exams and mm-hmm. all that. So he paid for that. I don't know how much yeah. he paid for it. But um, so yeah, we, we were engaged. We did, like, this whole um, engagement party. So we invited his family and my yeah. family together. In DR? Yeah. All right. So, the, and we did it in my aunt's house. She has, like, a humongous, um, almost like a mansion in DR. All right. So we did it there. And his family came. And um, Was you excited? Yeah, it was fun. It was, <clears throat> it was nice. It was, like, you know. But it was, like, I don't know. Like, it was just kind of, like, it didn't feel real. <laughs> because like you know you don't really get to know anybody until you really live live with them, with them. yep yep I you say know? that all the time so it's like you know it felt like very uh like a telenovela like a like a soap opera okay okay yeah so um yeah so we did the engagement party and whatever and, and your family was happy generally happy for y'all or mm, some my mom was didn't really, she wasn't a fan oh man my, right. my, uh, my uncle my godfather wasn't a fan either your dad was in the picture or no? My dad passed when I oh, was Oh, yes, you said, you said that. Damn. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so my friends were, like, kind of, like, if you like it, I love it. You know, gotcha. like, you yeah. know, but. It was um, in support of you. That, that's it good. It was very yes. supportive. Um, and then eventually we got, like, the, the appointment for him to go for the interview. 
because mm-hmm. you have to get interviewed to yeah, yeah. get approved. So I went down for the interview. That was like, uh, I want to say January mm-hmm. of 2008. Okay. Yeah, January 2008. We went down for the interview. Um, it's funny because I was there for Christmas break. Yeah. And then we got the appointment like mid-January. So I had to come back like two weeks later for the okay. appointment. Um. So yeah, I went, your passport a stamp with DRDRD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I went down for that, and then whatever we went to the interview. They actually observe you while you're in the area, so like you're waiting to be interviewed, and you're sitting together, and then there's like the consulate, the person that's supposed to interview you. They go and like they're walking around looking for people, but they're actually observing all the couples. Yeah. So when you're there, you 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 start looking at people and you're like, oh, they're here. That's fake. This is real. Whatever, whatever. So um, they can tell about body language and yeah, yeah. So eventually, yeah, like we had a whole like binder with like photos of the engagement party and all the pictures, like when we went on like vacation together. Like, I'm sorry to cut you off, right? Yeah, so yeah. let's say I wanted to make some money and marry a person from DR, right? I have to prep this before I do that. Like two years in advance. How, how long in advance I have to prep to do that? I have to be in a real relationship with them. Basically. Yeah, if you're in a real relationship, yeah, you but have. Let's to say have I want to get paid. These people want to come from the country and come to the United States. You can go to jail. I know, now. but I'm just saying, <laughs> if if I wanted to do that, I mean, you could do it for people from here. You don't have to bring somebody from over. There's people that are here on a on a on a tourist visa and they like overstay their welcome they can get married with an American oh, okay okay citizen. okay 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 and um that can happen that way gotcha but, but um yeah so <laughs> so we got approved and then um after he got approved i stayed like a couple of days but his passport didn't come on time so i came yeah before him so then he came like 2 weeks after me mm-hmm. and then um i was living with my mom at the time Cause I was waiting to get the apartment once he was here and we were yes, working yes. together to like put the money together to to get a a, a place yeah a place together. That's so smart. so that was kind of stressful because um we came in we didn't come into our own space we were living with my mom okay which and my she mom's already super didn't sus- yeah she really wasn't a fan but like she was being supportive yeah, yeah she yeah, was yeah. like you know you guys can live here whatever um contribute. The thing is with the 90-day fiancé visa is that you marry this person mm-hmm. and you file for the adjustment of status. That all takes time. They can't get a job right away. Yes, because they're not from the States. Yeah, They can't get a job right away. So you're taking care of this guy yeah. when he comes. So right. he was, like, trying to work and doing, like, odd jobs, whatever. Construction? With his uncle. Not construction. He was doing... Um, his uncle was working... Like a trucking company. Okay. okay. So they hired him off the books and he was he was making some money. At least he um, wanted to work. That's good. No, he did want to work. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then we started having issues. Mm. So it was kind of like I know it was a big shock for him coming here, but he felt a certain way because I went to school and I had a professional job and he wasn't. Yeah. So um his way of making himself feel better was like belittling me. And um, really? talking down to me. So um, those first 90 days was, like, tough. Like Yeah, I didn't even get married yet. We had, we weren't even married yet. And we were having already issues. Yeah. Um, like, leading up to the wedding. 
it was kind of like I went to the salon and I'm sitting there getting my hair done and I started bawling. And the hairdresser is like blow drying my hair. She's like, she's like, you don't have to get married if you don't want to, you know? And I'm like, but we invited everybody. Tough, yeah. Take the back out on, yeah. And then I was just thinking, like, what am I going to do? Send them back, you know? Like, so I was just like, I'm just going to bite the bullet and just do it, right? Tough. So, um, we got married. Um, Now, was he still courting you and everything? You say he was talking down on you, but did he have a good side where he was still courting you and still treating uh, you like a, a lady? Somewhat, somewhat, somewhat. Yeah, like, it wasn't all bad. Like, he would help, like, we would, like, do chores together and stuff like that. And then, you know, he just felt, he just felt sometimes, like, I don't know, there's some men that don't like to be questioned or, like, texted or, I don't know, it's just odd to me. Like, you would figure that if you have a cell phone and I have a cell phone and we're together... I would check in on you or you would check in on yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was bothered by that. And then, um, you know, I'm working and he's home. So then, like, he would go and, like, do these odd jobs with the uncle and then come back and... Don't say anything? No, he would talk to me, but it was just kind of like... I don't know. There was just, like, a lot of stuff going on in his head. And then, like, the way he presented it, like, at one point he said to somebody that, he couldn't tell who was the wife, me or my mom, because my mom, my mom was treating him like a son, mm-hmm. right? She's like, hey, come and eat. Look, I cooked, whatever. But he was taking it, like, the wrong way. Okay. He was saying, like, he couldn't tell who was the wife, me or my mom, that she was, like, you know. Doing more than you? No, she wasn't. Like, we were doing. But he was taking that. Yeah, he was just taking it treat- in that way. That's weird. I know. <laughs> So whatever. Um, eventually, we got the money together. Oh wait. So we got married March. Um, I had run out of birth control. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. So he Before came in the, January. Yes. We got married in March, the beginning of March. You ran out of birth control when? I ran out of birth control probably like around Valentine. He was doing the pills. Yeah. All right. All right. So I ran out of birth control like around. February, February mm-hmm. like Valentine's Day. Okay. And there's certain men, I'm not going to generalize, there's some men that if you tell them no, they're like, oh, so who are you having sex with, blah, blah, blah. So it was kind of, it was a kind of like. Tell them no sex for sex? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that happens. So he was like, oh, so who are you having sex with? So it kind of like guilt tripped me into like doing it. And I'm like, oh, I'm done. I'm out of pills. And he's but like, you, no, you could, you, Why you didn't just it. tell him that? Like, don't. Mm, and me. <laughs> Listen, it wasn't like it, it, it was hard to tell him. Like, I right, don't, don't know. Because because the thing is, the thing the thing is that he w- was taking it like if I was like sleeping around or something. Mind you, we were together all the time. Yeah, I yeah. was only leaving the house to go work. Yeah, which so is, if you tell him I don't have any birth control, I ran out. He wouldn't in his mind be like, all right, let me pull out. He was trying to get me pregnant from DR. Oh wow. <laughs> I'm gonna tell a story right now. Hold up, wait. <laughs> I had gone there on vacation, and I was on the Nuvering, which is like yes, you know. Yeah. So I I was on the Nuvering. Yes. Whatever we had just finished, and I fell asleep. He took it out of me. How? 
with his fingers while I was sleeping, took it out of me, put it in my backpack, right? And then what didn't tell me anything. the hell? Exactly. He was trying to get me. So didn't tell me anything. Okay? Yes. He didn't tell me anything. Me. Yes. And I didn't find out until I was, like, looking through my backpack and I found the Nuvering there. So then at that point, because the thing is, like, I'm pro-choice, but I wouldn't want to have an abortion. Right? right that's right. not, that's not, that that's nothing that I would want for myself. Yes. So at that point, I'm like, so I'm pregnant. And I'm like freaking out. And then I'm telling him and he's like, it's okay. Blah, blah, blah. But of course, he this was like all his plan. His plan yeah, 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 right? yeah. So whatever. So <clears throat> fast forward, ran out of birth control. We ended up having sex around like Valentine's Day. Then Man. we're getting married. I'm feeling like emotional. And then I'm like, and then I'm like, oh shit. Supposed to get my period, like, I want to say three days after the wedding, I was supposed to get my period. Yeah. I didn't get it. Wow. So then that Wednesday after the wedding, because we got married, I think it was on a Wednesday, because we were staying in Jersey. Mm -hmm. So in Saddlebrook, I think they only get married in certain days of the week. So we got married like a Wednesday. And then the following Wednesday, yeah. I had an appointment with my gyno. So when I go and I'm like, yeah, so I want to re-up on my birth control because I ran out. And they're like, <laughs> so you're pregnant. And I was like, Damn. <laughs> My face was like. Yeah. Because the thing is, okay, so I love children. Yes. I'm a teacher, teacher because yeah. I love children, uh -huh. right? But I wasn't one of those girls that was like, so I have a cousin. I have a few cousins. They're obsessed with babies. They're like, oh, Megan, let me have your baby. I'll carry it. I'll change the diaper. Oh, coochie, coochie, coo. I wasn't that type of girl. I was like, oh, the baby's cute. Okay, you can keep it over there. Yeah. Because I didn't want to have children. I wasn't like, that wasn't in the plans for me. I was planning on like. But did you ever have that talk with him? Traveling. We did talk about it. And you told him you didn't want kids. Now, I didn't say I didn't want kids. I didn't want kids quickly. Okay, okay. Like eventually, maybe. Yeah. But I feel like I was too young. Like 23 Man. to have yeah, a kid. Yeah, yeah. 24. Yeah. So, you didn't get to live yet. <laughs> exactly. And then I was like, right when I was getting financially, like, you know, I was working at the bank. Yes. I was making good money. Right when I was getting financially, like, stable, now I'm, like, pregnant. And I'm like, what the hell? Right, right, right. So, um, I called my best friend, Aiden's godfather, actually. Okay. My son's godfather. So, I called him and I told him. He was like, oh, my God, Congratulations. Because he and I have had a very close relationship for a long time. Right, right. And that's like my best friend. That's like my brother. Right. So I, like, I called him and I called um, his godmother mm. and my best friend, Diana. So I told them all and they were like, oh, whatever. So I like stopped on the way back home. I bought like a like a greeting card to like yeah, yeah. tell him. And I bought yeah. like a little like baby rattle or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and I prepared it and I gave it to him and he kind of like, Looked at the card and like threw it on the bed. What? So I was just like, and then the thing is, like, he would have these crazy mood swings that he would get upset and then he wouldn't verbalize it. Like, he wouldn't tell me why he was upset. So it just kind of added to the fact that, like, he was already being mean, right? Yeah. 
and like a verbally abusive, <clears throat> right? So it was just kind of like it got me to a point like psychologically where if he was mad, I would think it was my fault because it was always my fault, right? And then it just progressed from there. So eventually we ended up, I think I was like five or six months pregnant. Mm-hmm. Mm, like four, now how, did, how did he take to it? He was happy? Somewhat, sometimes. Okay. I feel like his mood was just like fluctuating all over the place. Mm. So um, we were moving. Yeah, so we, we were moving. Yeah. Um, we were getting our stuff together to move to the Bronx. And, um, you know, we're getting everything together. We unpack. Um, I don't know where did he. Did he sleep over his uncle's house? I can't recall. Yeah. But we rented a U-Haul, right? And then the next day, I'm calling him because he had stayed over his uncle's house, mm. um, which is like close to the um, close to the apartment where we were renting. We were like one block from his uncle. Okay. Um, so I call him. I'm like, hey, um, remember, you have to go take back the truck so that they won't charge us extra. Right, right. Right. So, because we moved that night, it was like we brought all the stuff, we unloaded the truck, we packed, parked the truck in his uncle's house. Yeah. And then he had to take it back. So, when I called him, that was like one of the first big arguments we had. Mm-hmm. He called me a uh, cocksucker in Spanish. He's like, Because of the truck? Because you, you told him about the yeah. truck? He's like, What the fuck do you want, cocksucker in Spanish? And I was like, Excuse what? me? So then, like, so the thing with me is that I can be mad at you and we can have an argument, but I will never call you out of your name. Ever. Right. right. Ever. That's not, my parents weren't like that. My dad could be whatever. Like, my my mom never. So for me, that was like a big shock because I'm like. Mm. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, like, there was nothing that I did to deserve to be spoken to that way. Man. So that was like one of the things. And then, and then, like, you know, us living together, um, eventually. Now you got to see this person every day. Yes. What? Did he have relationships before you? Yeah. Did you know about them and how they ended and everything like that? Um, He would say, like, I didn't really ask, like, details about how the relationships ended too much. Um, but after we were engaged, I found out that his dad used to beat on his mom. Wow. So I see the pattern of behavior. However, it was like too late into the relationship to kind of back. You're already married, yeah. We were already married. So it was just like, you know. In the back of your mind, you was like scared. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then, um, whatever. We kept like we were there, whatever. Yeah. It was my I was pregnant during my birthday. Okay. So, like, I found that I was pregnant. I was in March. My birthday's in September. So, I was, like, six months pregnant. Mm-hmm. Wait, March, April. May. April, May, June, July, August, September. I was six months pregnant. Right. And it was my birthday. And um, we were, like, planning to go out. He seemed excited at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then it was, like, a switch flipped. Yeah. And then he started ignoring me. Completely. Wow. Like, to the point that we took a cab to the place, to the restaurant, and he was not talking to me at all. 
And you didn't know why? He didn't tell me why. I didn't do anything. And it was just kind of like, it was like that psychological warfare. And then I got upset. Right. I was pregnant. I'm like, <clears throat> like, we're like looking at the menu and he's like ignoring me. And I'm like, why the fuck am I here? So like, I called a cab and I went home. You just got up and. And he got in the cab with me. And okay. then we got back to the thing and we had another argument. Um, and then there was like several arguments. There was like one time that um, I was still pregnant. He he got upset and he slammed a, a, a coffee mug. He like it broke it. Shattered. Right? Yeah. Wow. On the floor. And um, my best friend who actually passed away, um, I called her. And um, she rolled up in her car with a fucking bat. She was going <laughs> to take his head off. By that time, though, he had left to his uncle's house. But, like, she picked me up and she was like, you don't have to go back there if you don't want to. Now, these outbursts be about nothing. It's about nothing, nothing that you did. About nothing. Because, like, I understand there's women, there's women or people that argue and, like, they do little things, like, yeah. to, like, gaslight people. And then, they, and then, like, when the person reacts, they're like, oh, my God. Can't believe you did that. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, no, like, I'm super, like, how I am with you right now, I'm a super chill person. Mm. Right? And even, like, to bring up anything that's bothering me, like, I make sure I tailor my message to, like, speak to you in a way that you won't feel that I'm, like, belittling yeah, yeah, yeah. you or yeah. making you feel right. bad about yourself. So that continued for a little bit. And um, it just got worse. Like, it just I would y'all reconnect after the arguments? Sex. Mm. So we would, like, fight, and then we would have, like, makeup sex uh, that same night. And you wouldn't do anything to bother him? Just to, you have, no? Was y'all always sexually active or just the arguments? We were always, yeah. yeah. It, the sex was good. Yeah. So I was, we were always sexually active. Like, that was, I feel like that made it more intense, the relationship mm -hmm. when we were dating in Dominican Republic. It was like, the sex was good, you know, at the time. Yeah. So I, it was just like, you know, I was just kind of like, really, like, we would have like naked days. <laughs> we have naked days like once we were once we were able to stay with each other we would have naked days like fucking eating and sleeping yeah um but like we kept that we had the like similar sexual um appetites all right so we were like at the same level more or less sexually but yeah like we would recognize through sex and so he would say sorry yeah um and then he would like buy flowers and then like we would talk about the issues. And then eventually he would say he was going to change. And then he wouldn't change. And you never got to the reason why he was, he was doing what he was doing? Was it financial problems or anything like that? I feel like he felt a certain way because he wasn't making as much money as I was. And then once he started working, he started um, sending a lot of money to DR, to his mother, who doesn't work, um, and to his brother and sister, which mm. I understood. Yeah, yeah. Completely, because he was, like, the main breadwinner while he was there. Right. But it was just kind of like, you know, you're neglecting our home to take care of them. Like, mm -hmm. they're perfectly capable of working. Right. You know, I wouldn't tell him like that, obviously. You know, but it was just kind of like, it was always like a catch-22. And I was, I always felt like I was walking on eggshells because anything that I would say would lead to a big blow-up with him. Mm. So, 
eventually we we gave up the apartment in the Bronx, right? It was very expensive. Mm-hmm. And then I wasn't happy there. I felt very isolated. I was away from my family. You know, I was like, but crack of the Bronx. I'm sorry. I'm from Manhattan, guys. <laughs> so it's like the Bronx is like a whole different beast. And people that don't live in New York, it's like, I don't even know what to. Okay, California. So like if you're in L.A. and then you're like, you know, you move to Compton or something, yeah. you know, so, uh, like a bad neighborhood. It, it, it wasn't the best neighborhood in the Bronx. Right, right, right. So, um, yeah, so we eventually moved out of the Bronx. We moved back with my mom. Okay, where, where did your mom live? In Jersey. In Jersey, all right. So we moved back with my mom for a couple of months. Um, was the kid th- born already? Yeah, Aiden was already around. All right. So. I now, how was he say, as a dad? Now, you have a newborn. Does this change the dynamic pretty, of your relationship? He was helpful. All right. He um actually, so when I went back to work, I went back to work when my son was like, I was able to stay out. out until he was almost three months. Okay. So I was he was like two and a half months. And um I got him childcare at the beginning. I had my aunt taking care of him. But then on Saturdays she wouldn't be able to watch him. So those Saturdays that I had to work, because yeah. it was like two Saturdays out of the month, yeah. Um he would stay with him. Okay. And as a dad, I'm I have to be honest, like he would stay with him, he would feed him. Play with him. I would come home. The house would be spotless. The kid would be fed, dressed, whatever, smelling good. Yeah. And then the minute that I walked in the door, he would leave to go drink with his family. Like his uncle lived a couple of months yeah, yeah, away. Yeah. So he would go do that. And then the thing is, like, he would get resentful because I didn't want to do that. Because, like, mm. for me, it was more important for us to grow as a family and do things together. But for him, it was just kind of like, he was just kind of living in this old school mentality of like kind of his like like kind of like how he was living in Dominican Republic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, drinking on the weekends and like going out and talking shit and talking about the good old days in DR and like <laughs> I'm sorry, that yeah. that's just not my shit. Like yeah. I, I prefer to do other things. Like, right, right. Let's go to a museum, let's take the kids to the park, let's do this together, whatever. So that kind of started giving us a drift, right? Mm. And then... Is that how, like, typically the, the DR women are with they men? They go out and drink with them and party with them? Yeah, for the most all right, part. All right. Yeah, so... um, But it's just, like, kind of, like... It's not that I didn't... I would do it once in a while, but it was, like... It I wouldn't want to do it every weekend, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, more of a... Um, a homebody, right? Not a homebody necessarily, but I like to do things that stimulate my mind that that wasn't really stimulating. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I remember at one point we got a computer. hmm And I had, oh, at the time, we had MySpace. Okay, yeah. That's so, late, that's the 10s, right? Like 2010. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, we had MySpace. And, um... I had my MySpace account. I would connect with friends from like high school, mm-hmm. uh, from college. Yeah. Nothing weird. Like there was male and female friends. Yeah. So then he opened an account and on the account, he left it open so I can find it. Okay. On the on the on the desktop. So when I looked, he had a picture that he was shirtless. <laughs> he had a bunch of um uh photos, like no shirt. 
with a bunch of dollar bills, like not dollar bills, but like twenties oh, or whatever. He was on there. He was. And then he was talking to all these women, right? And then he's like, but he's like gaslighting me at this point. So mm-hmm. it's like he's doing stuff like that. I find it. I get upset. I mm-hmm. call him out on it. And then now we're getting into a big blow up argument. Now it's something that. to argue about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then um, Man. what else did he do? Okay, and then there was another thing from, like, uh, there's a Spanish radio station called La Mega. I know they what had, that is. Yeah. yeah, so La Mega had this, like, chat thing with people <laughs> that you would connect. So he was talking to all these women and exchanging numbers with them. Oh, wow. And then, of course, at the time, when I found that out, that he was doing that, I was still pregnant. So um, hormones and all that stuff. And, of course, I'm a Virgo, so I was able to set up the computer so it saved all the chats. How you did that? I don't even remember. What kind of nerd? <laughs> <laughs> so I saved all the chats. So I was going through the chats because he was telling me there was nothing for me to worry about. And then I was looking and there was stuff for me to worry about because he was like exchanging numbers. And then on his phone, he had these women calling him at odd hours of the day. Mm. So then me wow. with the hormones and all this stuff. And of course, I was jealous because I was feeling like, you know, I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm gonna about to have your baby and you're doing all of mm-hmm. this. So um, I took the numbers down and I reached out to the women. So one of them was like, yes, I know about you. And then I saw um, that he was like, well, you know, she's crazy. What? Don't pay attention to her, like all this stuff. So that was like ongoing. At one point, I, I just gave up. I was like, I'm not gonna. I was like, this is too much for me. So, um, so when we moved back to Jersey, um, Kind of pretty much the same shit. Like, I ended what? up taking out a car. Yeah. Um, and my, in my name, he didn't put any money towards it. I was paying the car payment. I was paying paying for the insurance. I was paying for the gasoline because I was working in the city, but I was living in Jersey, in Jersey. Yeah, so I yeah. needed a car. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> shortly after, okay, so for my son's first birthday, um, you know, I'm like organizing everything. I'm putting everything together. He's not really helping. Yeah. Was your relationship still like... Still iffy? like rocky. Man. Right? So, um, we... And actually, we actually did the birthday party in um, the McDonald's in on 165th here in Manhattan. That's on... That's that big one in Washington Heights? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a, the triangle. That had a ball pit yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything. I used to live right down the block from there. Yeah, so... So, we did it there and... um instead of helping me and like mm. being present, yeah. he started complaining he had a headache and he sat in the back like with a fucking attitude like the whole time. In the McDonald's? Yeah. So all our family was there. I'm taking care of everybody. I'm being a good host, whatever. Right. I'm taking care of everything. Aiden's godfather's helping me out. His godmother's helping me out. And he's sitting there with his family in a corner. Upset, Uh-oh. like a fucking, like a fucking. Upset like, at what though? I don't even know. So it was just kind of like it was just like all of this shit. Like he wasn't doing drugs time. or anything. I don't even know. I, I I actually don't think he was. The thing is, like, I feel like maybe he was bipolar. He didn't mm. know. So it was like all this shit, and it was like a lot of gaslighting. But you know, after analyzing his behavior and then talking to my therapist, he's a narcissist. So when things are not about About him, him, he he doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then, like, the thing, he would, like, gaslight me to, like, trigger me and then to be like, see, you're crazy, right? Look what you're doing. Look at how you're reacting. But then he would do things to get me upset. Like, 
the MySpace page, like the shirtless pics. Oh, like, his MySpace, he didn't have you on there or the, or the baby? No. So he was single on there. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what he wrote, that he was single. <laughs> so, um, oh, wait. And then, oh, wait, there was like, okay, another thing he did. Um, so I was in the hospital. I had just given birth to his son. Right. Okay. He was staying in the Bronx because we were living in the Bronx at the time when I gave birth. Mm-hmm. So he was staying in our apartment. And um, instead of being present there. When you was giving birth, he wasn't there? He he went the next day after I gave birth. He was there while I was, okay. So while I was having contractions that I, w- I was induced, he was there. But um, he he left to go to work one day and then he came back. I, I want to say after I gave birth, like the yeah. following day, um, he had like braids done. And then um, he makes a joke in front of my friends. Michael, my, my Aiden's godmother's mom yeah. is like a family friend of ours. Gotcha. So he made a fat joke. He said that I have to be careful that I don't fall so I don't fall to the first floor. Wow. In front of her. Yo, she was livid. Like, she told them about himself. Like, she, like, but I was, like, at the moment, besides the fact that he had, like, been working on me to keep me um, emotionally, like, you know, narcissists work on you to the point that you start feeling like shit about yourself. Mm. So I was, like, a completely different person than I am now. So um, I was, like, kind of out of it, and she, like, like, she told them about himself. Anyway. So, jumping back, right? We're, we moved back to Jersey. I bought a car. Shortly after his first birthday, I want to say right before or after Thanksgiving, we got into a big argument. It was one of those, he woke up mad, was mm. ignoring me completely, um, was upset. I don't know about what, nothing. We hadn't had an argument the day before, nothing. He gets up, gets dressed, takes the car. Takes and the goes, car? Yeah, and goes to the Bronx. So at that point, I'm calling him, calling him, calling him. He finally picks up. He's like, what the fuck do you want, cocksucker, again? And then I'm just like, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why are you acting like this? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go see my uncle. And I'm like, okay. So what I'm going to need is for you to bring my car back. Because mm-hmm. you didn't tell me that you were going to the Right, house. right. And I have to do things with the car later, right? No, whatever. <sighs> I'm not going to bring it back, blah, blah, blah. So it gets to a point that we're like arguing back and forth. I'm calling him, whatever. It starts escalating. I ended up calling the police, right? Mm. In Jersey, the police officers, when it's domestic stuff like that, that you're not getting beat on, um, they're like trying to talk. To, like, mediate, basically. Yeah, yeah. So the police officer gets on the phone. They're like, he needs to bring the car back. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a, what is it, grand larceny, right? Yeah. Um, if we take you in, you're going to go to jail, right? So um, he's still not believing that it's actually the police officers. They speak to the uncle. The uncle convinces him to bring the car back. Right. So they drive over together. He leaves the car. Um, and then when he comes in, instead of being like remorseful, he's like agitated and upset. 
and like talking shit. And then like he, at one point, he kind of like like starts like crossing words with my mom, and he looks like he's gonna put his hands on her. So my little brother steps in. Wow. He's like, you need to get the fuck out of here, right? right? So he leaves with the uncle, and at that point, he moved out, right? He took his shit and he left. And went to the uncle's house. To his uncle's house to stay there. Uh, so that was, I want to say, November. Yeah, yeah. So that we were separated at that time. After that, we didn't get back together. We what? were separated from the end of November, I want to say, till March. Okay. And the reason why he reached out in March was because his appointment was coming up to adjust status to become a permanent resident. Yeah, yeah. So he basically wanted me to come with him. So me, I'm still... In the in that kind of like basically a single mom at the he never reached out for the kid nothing he wasn't really picking them up or anything like wow that. so for like four months whatever and then one day like he's like oh I want to see him whatever let's take him to the park and then the appointment was coming up so I ended up going with him and of course I'm still in that kind of like hazy situation that I'm still not seeing things clearly right because I'm still basically being abused right so mm-hmm. he's like using all of this to kind of like hold it over me to keep me in that in that in that position that he wanted me which is yeah, like, yeah. you know like really down on myself and like feeling like I wasn't shit so um mm. we ended up kind of getting back together we're thinking wow. about getting an apartment again together um, at that time, we had the apartment that I grew up in. My aunt was staying there. They all ended up moving out of the apartment. And you thought this was a good idea to get back with him? At the time, yes. Well, describe yourself at that time. I don't know. It was just kind of like... And this is all you knew, this guy? Because yeah. you didn't meet anybody else during that break? No, or... no. Man. Because I wasn't, I wasn't talking and, to and anybody. I was just about worried about the thought of family and just me. having that, that, that play to your mind? That's like, what it was. So what made me get back together is that I didn't want to be a single mother. Mm. You know, it was hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that made me want to get back with him. Not necessarily that I thought that he actually changed in that time. He was saying that he did. But that's a short amount of time. Exactly. Yeah. So he was saying that he did. So that March, my aunt moved out. The apartment became available. We moved in in April. Mm-hmm. And it took a whole what? Two months. It was right back to square one of arguing. Same shit. But this time was worse. He was a permanent resident? Yeah, he was already a permanent mm. resident. So um, so I'm the type of person that when I'm home, I feel comfortable in my house. So I'm like in shorts, in a, in a, in a nightgown, whatever. I'm taking care of my kid. I'm cooking. I'm cleaning, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's coming out of work. I believe it was a Sunday. So I believe it was a Sunday. He's coming out of work and um, he brings company and didn't let Without me. Without telling, oh, wow. All right. So I'm like. And your shorts. And in you and shorts and like a tank top, you know, I was breastfeeding at the time. You know, the boobs were big. <laughs> I'm like, you know, so I'm like running to put something on. Right. And obviously, I'm not pleased about that because we had already had had an argument that morning. Mm. So instead of being like, oh, my God, hi, how are you? I was just kind of like, you know, I let them do their thing. He brought beers. They were drinking. Um, 
the guy stayed till like from like fucking two o'clock to like seven p.m. that night. Mm. Um, the guy finally leaves, leaves home. Then he's mad at me because I wasn't like, oh my god, you guys are here, but, <laughs> right? Right. So he starts talking to me, like insulting me and saying things, and then. At that point, I'm like, I don't care. So I'm like insulting him back. We get into an altercation, like, uh, like, like verbally, and then he puts his hands on me. So wow. at that point, that was the first time that had happened. Yeah. Right. So I like spaz out. So I'm trying to defend myself. He's a man, though. You know, he's stronger than I am. So he's like holding me down, holding me by my wrist. He takes my phone away. Mm. Um, I was calling um, the uncle. And um, it was just kind of like, the, that night felt like it took forever. Like, it was just like all this stuff. Then he doesn't let me call the cops. He takes the phone away. Then I go to the other room to sleep. Mm-hmm. And even by himself in the room, in our bedroom. And I go to the other room to sleep because at that time, the the second bedroom had like a division and it had a, a door that actually locked. Mm-hmm. So I went into that room. And then as I'm sleeping there, he's like knocking on the door. He's like, come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. Blah, blah, blah. So like we stayed up the whole night until like six o'clock in the morning. So then he's like banging on the door. So everyone. And what did you do? Like your, your baby, it was, your, your son was it, still a baby. Yeah, the baby was. So he was in the crib. So at that point, like, he's, like, banging on the door. I don't want more attention, right? So I open the door, and he comes in. He, like, forces himself to, like, be in the bed with me. So in my mind, I'm thinking, like, I actually thought about pulling a knife on him. Really? Because I was so angry. Yeah. And then all I kept thinking was, like, I can't go to jail because then Aiden's going to be by himself. He's not going to have a parent anymore. Right, right. I was like, I can't go to jail. So um, I didn't do that. So I let him, whatever. Um, He gets up to go to work the Mm -hmm. next day. Um, At that point, he punched me in my eye. So I felt like I had sand in my eye. The eye was bloodshot. Wow. Yeah, because he punched me with, like, a closed fist. And then he hit me in a couple of other places. So whatever. At that point, he's getting ready for work. And he's like, oh, I love you. I'm sorry. That's not going to happen again. Like, kind of, like, smooth it over. Yeah. Um, he never would give me any money. That day, he left me $100 on the dresser. He's like, oh, so in case you have to buy something. So kind of, like, pacify me, I guess. Yeah. So he left. I locked the door. Um, the first thing he did, I did rather, was as soon as I saw him leave, he even took, he asked me to borrow the car and I was like, sure, you can take it. I just, I didn't want to argue with him. So I just let him take it. So the minute that I saw him turn the corner, cause like I can see the street from my apartment. The minute I saw him turn the corner, I called the cops. Yes. Yeah. So I told the cops, I'm like, I have an infant. I can't go to the precinct. Can't you guys send a unit over here? And I told them what happened. So I filed the police report. They're like, so you know that we're going to arrest him and he's going to spend time in jail. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yes, please. I do not feel safe, whatever. Yes. Um, so 
at that point, like, he's calling me still, and I'm picking up. The cops are like, pick up the phone so that he won't think. Make it look normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then at that point, I call my aunt, and I tell her what happened. And she's like, oh, my God. You have to tell your mom. So I told my mom. Mm. My mom and my aunt come. My mom and my aunt come to the house. So they're like asking me, and I'm telling them what happened. So with the hundred dollars that he gave me, you know what I did? I changed all the locks <laughs> of the of the of, of, the, of the apartment. apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they're there, and that's, they're that's like, "That's that. That was quick, right?" So they're there, and then and we're like talking, and then like I'm seeing that the time is passing, and I'm like, "Yo, he's gonna get home from work. He's gonna start coming." So the whole time I'm answering, 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 and at at one point at like at three o'clock, four o'clock, I stopped picking up. All right. Because he gets out at five. So he starts calling my mom. He starts calling my aunts because he knows what he did. Yeah. So he's like, he's, he's worried. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to contact her. She's not picking up the phone, blah, 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 whatever. Um, at that point, I'm packing. I get all my shit and I get in the car and I leave to Jersey with my mom. Right. Mm-hmm. The apartment, the, the locks are, are changed. Um, he comes back to the block. And at first, the phone calls were, like, friendly. He was leaving voice messages. He's like, oh, come on. Haha, this is so funny. Right, right, right. And he starts insulting me. Then he starts um, getting angry. He's like, you're a stupid bitch, blah, blah, blah. Like, on the, like on the voicemails. Um, then at one point, like, he gives up. But he's like, oh, at least let me get my shit. At least let me get my clothes. Whatever. He went back to the Bronx. He had my car still at this point. So um, they went to look for him at his uncle's house because I gave him yeah, my address. Yeah. And then um, went, he hid. And then he went and he turned himself in. So they arrested him. But um, yeah, then after that, like, we never got back together mm. again. And um, it was like, it was a lot of back and forth because I had to go to, like, Get a order of protection. Yeah. And then dealing with the child support and the visitation. And at first, um, so with narcissists, once you expose them mm-hmm. for who they are, they embark on like a smear campaign to kind of justify to, the to treatment. Try to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like saying that I was a terrible person, that I did this, that I did that. He was like making shit up at that point. And, um, no, it was just kind of, like, really, like, toxic. Like, the minute that, like, I didn't go back to my apartment for, like, a, f- like a few weeks. When you I stayed at your mom? Went, yeah, I stayed at oh. my mom's house that whole time. So you was going to work from your mom back mm-hmm. back and forth, and she was watching the baby? Mm-hmm. Oh. No, no, she wasn't watching Oh, right, so you do the my same, mom's not, same, same My mom's thing. not a grandma. She, my mom's <laughs> not a grandma, grandma. She's like a grandma. She's like, you know, you can take care of it. So I had somebody watching him. Yeah. Um, I had a sitter in Jersey, actually. Um, So, you know, it was just kind of like, you know, just finally when I get back to the apartment that I'm by myself there, it just kind of hits me, like, everything that I went through, like, a ton of bricks. Right, right. And at that point, I'm like, never again. So... Um, you already gave him a second chance, and... So it was just kind of like, you know, it was like doing the custody the custody battle, and then, like, the divorce, and the divorce took, like, a year and a half. It was just crazy. Did he, he serve time in jail? No, no. Not really? No. 
Mm. New York State is like weird about that stuff. Really? Yeah, like they he got off with a slap on the wrist. Oh wow. They didn't even make him go to like a program or anything like that. No. Nothing. Wow. I would think. And then even like in the court, like I didn't feel safe. And then like he would like get close to me and he would start insulting me in Spanish. And I'm like, like, do you see what's going on? And they're like completely oblivious to it. So the divorce took like a year and a half. Um, I started like working. I got I was depressed during the marriage. Yeah, I went yeah. through postpartum. But then like that whole situation just made me more depressed. Wow. So I was like eating, literally eating my feelings. I went up to almost 300. I was like 275 pounds and I'm only 5'3". Man. Yeah. So I was quite literally eating my feelings. So um, at that point, I decided to work on my health. I mean, I wasn't unhealthy. I didn't have high blood pressure. I didn't have blood sugar, nothing. I was just like, I was at a point that I was like, okay, I love to dance. So I would get up to dance and then I would get winded after one merengue. And I was like, nah, that's not. None of your friends or family said anything to you? No, they they knew I was going through it, but yeah. they were just and then you know D- Dominican moms, they're like, "Hey, you're so fat," you know. I, I heard about like, them being so blunt and everything. So I'm just like, you know, I <laughs> I do own a mirror. You don't have to remind me every time that I'm fat, whatever. So whatever. At that point, like my mindset switched. Um, my son got diagnosed with autism shortly after. How old was he? Eighteen months. Oh wow, that's early. So like. We got back together that April. I want to say that we started noticing that Aiden was regressing. He was talking and then he stopped. Um, and we noticed that he had stopped talking, like I want to say, that summer. Mm-hmm. So then I went through the whole process of getting him evaluated by myself. So, um, yeah, like it was just like kind of like a whole change. And then when he first got evaluated that he got diagnosed with autism, I stayed home with him for three months. Because that you can take parental leave at, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, at yeah. the bank. Yeah. And um once I took the parental leave, um I just fucking hated that job. Like I hated sales. I didn't want to be dealing with people. I was like, what can I do to make myself happy? And I was like, okay, I love working with children. Right. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna go back to school. I'm gonna get my master's and and, and go back into the education field. I wanna be a teacher. So I started doing that. I applied for graduate school in that time. Yeah. I got in. I applied to work for the Department of Education as an assistant teacher. I also got in. I left the cha- the job at the bank like that September. Mm-hmm. And then I did all that stuff. I started losing weight. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting the gastric bypass surgery. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I'm dealing with like the, the visitation and all that stuff. Um, he was picking them up. He was actually dating an older Puerto Rican lady. Like, shortly after we broke up, he started dating an older Puerto Rican lady. Mm. And um, she had two children. So I guess she was, like, getting on him about picking him up. Yeah, yeah. So he would go and pick him up. How was that? Like, dealing with him in the co-parenting situation? It was was a pain in the ass. Like, I would... I had a roommate at that. I actually... After he moved out, I was able to get a roommate. Yeah. So my roommate was helping me. She was, like... She would, like, walk him downstairs... And oh, you didn't have to really deal up. with him. It was like a, a middleman was the roommate. Yeah, my roommate, right. my roommate, which is like one of my closest friends, she was like helping me out. And then, and then at one point, I started getting comfortable, like taking him down or whatever. And then, um, how did you view him? Huh? When you seen him, like, what was your? Nah, I was just like, I just 
like, you know when you fall out of love with somebody and it's just like they disgust you? Yeah. It was like that. Yeah. I felt disgusted yeah. by it. Like, I'm like, why would I ever have, like, gotten involved with somebody like mm-hmm. that? And, um, and then the thing is, like, the years passed and I feel like he has not changed as a person. That many years have passed and still? He's still the same. Man. You know when somebody's, like, very, like, into themselves, that, yeah. like, you know, you have a conversation and then, like, always a conversation ends up turning to about be about them. them. Yeah. He's that type of person. And um, he just likes to, like, like try to show off. And he's like, yeah, because I have a BMW. I'm like, that's nice. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> so where were we? Uh, like the co-parenting. Yeah, just... so he would, like, pick him up, whatever. Aiden would sleep over. And then once he saw that I started losing the weight, that I got the gastric bypass surgery, then he stopped picking him up. Because he had, he had a what? the same issue with the older Puerto Rican. He put it. He put he put his hands on her. Wow. She kicked him out. Then he didn't have anywhere to stay. He was staying with his uncle, so that was his excuse at the time. And then after that, like he wouldn't pick him up at all. Hmm. And then you would try he, to reach out and not really. Um, he would pay child support sometimes. Mm. He ended up getting back child support like twenty thousand dollars or something like that. He got arrested or no? No. Shit. What? This dude has so much good luck because I know people that and owe get, less yeah, than that and get arrested. And they get arrested. They take away their passport. They start garnishing their what? wages. Because the thing is, he was like making up. He was pretending that. Yeah. He was working. Well, he was working off the books, so yeah. he was getting letters from the place where he was working. Saying that he was only making a certain amount of money, which was way less than what he was right, right. making. He was working the system. Yeah. So um, yeah, and then the 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 child support, um, it's not a judge, what is it? The uh the justice, whatever, whatever uh, the hell I forgot it, it's called. I forgot what it's called. Uh the mediator, the person. Yes, yes, yes. I guess he his wife had left him, so he was just feeling a certain kind of way. So he was like He made that lady his wife too? No, he didn't. Oh, all right, him. all right. But I guess the mediator, I'm saying, um, was, like, I guess, down on his luck. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hated women, too. So he was just kind of, like, Sheesh. siding with him at one point. And then at one point, finally, he brought in this letter. And he was like, so how do you pay rent? How much do you pay for rent? And then he's like, so you're telling me you make $500 a month. Right. But what? you're still able to pay $400 in rent, so what do you eat? How do you get to work? That or right. that, like, you need to bring me actual pay stubs. And then after that, he just never went back. But um, sheesh. Then like I worked on myself. And, yeah, yeah. You know, just grew from there, and you know, I was just work like doing the work to heal myself. I did a lot of like spiritual work, and mm-hmm. then um. I want to say, like, I was in my 30, early 30s when I started therapy. Okay. Um, when, you end, when you ended a relationship with him, how old were you? Like, 26, 27? hmm Okay. So, in my early 30s, I was going through, like, a lot, like, mm-hmm. emotionally. And then the thing is, like, for me, what affected me was, like, he moved on so quickly. 
Okay. Not that I wanted to be with him, but like I was like being more discerning about who I wanted to be with because I didn't want to end up in the same type of right, situation. Right, right. So like I felt like depressed in the sense that I was like, what? Like, what? How is it that it's so easy for him to move on? Yeah, mm. I'm still having a hard time. So whatever, like that put me on a spiritual path. And then I started going to therapy and working on myself and healing myself. And then like, yeah, I got back to myself and doing things that I love. And because the thing is with him, he started isolating me and getting me away from the things that I really love. And how did he do that? Like what? How did you allow that? <laughs> it's just like when you're in in the moment, like I don't even know, honestly, like in the moment, it's kind of like you're like, sure. Sure, mm. sure. And then I was a people pleaser, which I recognize now. Like, I would want to, based on the way I grew up, I wanted to make everybody happy. Gotcha. So, like, I wasn't with, like, kind of being controversial. It was or, hard like, for you to say no. Type yes. Of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, now I have no problem saying yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And setting boundaries, like, all the time. <laughs> and that therapy helped with that? Yeah, therapy helped a lot okay. with that. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, yeah that, that, that sounds was... ridiculous. And then and then he had uh he has a whole other family now. He has two babies. Mm. Not babies, babies, but they're like toddlers. One of this one of them I think is in pre-K. And the other one, well, one is in kindergarten, the other one's in pre-K. So Aiden has two younger brothers. Wow. And they connect when you see his father, no? He doesn't, he still doesn't pick them up. So what? the whole situation with his um, current ch- children's mother. So at one point, Aiden was asking about him. So I reached out to him. I was like, hey, are you in the city? It was a Sunday because I knew I knew his schedule more or less still. This was like, I want to say I was like 28 yeah. or 29. Um, he would come to the city on Sundays, hang out with his uncle, whatever. So I hit him up. I was like, hey, are you in the city? Aiden's asking about you, which Aiden never did. Mm -hmm. Like, he was not that verbal, right? So, you know, he did ask about his dad, and I was like, okay, let me reach out to him, whatever. So, um, he never answered me back. Mm. Three days later, I got a text message from another number. It's the woman. Mm -hmm. She was, like, coming out of her face. She was like, well, if he doesn't pick him up, it's for a reason. Yada, yada, yada. So then... I like that triggered me because I'm like, who the fuck does this bitch think she is? Right. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, like, I was married to him. You're nobody. Like, like, where are you coming out of? Like, how do you feel like you have a place to make a comment about my son? Exactly. You know? So I told her about herself and then like she got him involved and um she, like, it got to a point, like, we went back and forth, back and forth, and then she blocked me. And then I told him, I was like, you know how I am? Like, I'm very peaceful. Don't bring me, don't bring that mm-hmm. ugly side out of me. Because right. I'm not going to take that shit from her. I was like, Shoot. control your crazy bitch. <laughs> so that that was that. And then after that, like, I think he uses that as an excuse not to, not to pick come. him up. Yeah, yeah. So the times that he has seen him after that situation are like, my mom usually does like a Father's Day barbecue in her house. Okay. And he lives in Jersey. So he'll come through. um, Because, oh, another thing I didn't mention is that we're from the same town. My aunt is married to his uncle. Me and him are not cousins. 
All right. So we have cousins in common. Yeah. And then his uncle is my aunt's husband. So I see his uncle all the time, who's a great person. But, you know, like, he'll be like, he'll be at the Father's Day barbecue. He's like, hey, you know, I'm going to let him know that Aiden's here if he wants to come through. And I don't have a problem with him seeing his kid. You yeah. know, I, I feel like he's he's kind of tried to make me out to be the villain in the story. And that's not the case. Yeah. So um, I'm never opposed to him seeing his child. Hmm. But it's I can't force anybody to you do something. For, yeah, yeah. To, to be a man, especially. Yeah. So he has seen his brothers a few times. But besides that, like. It was because of the mom. Setting it up, or he? Uh, no, the mom didn't set it up. He like snuck the kids and brought them over after he went to like the barber shop. Oh wow! With the boys. <laughs> so Aiden has met his brothers a couple of times. They don't really have a relationship. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't really reach out to him. And then like, it's funny because <laughs> I was telling Madi this summer, um, Aiden was going to after school after. Because he's in a 12-month program because he has mm-hmm. autism. So there was an after-school program that he was attending. Mm-hmm. And um, one day, randomly, he's like, hey, I'm in the city. I, I would like to see Aiden. And I'm like, well, he's in after-school. You can go and pick him up. Right. Like, I don't know where it is. I'll, I'll come get you and whatever. We we're very cordial with each other. But, like, what's funny to me is that when I get into the car, his uncle, another uncle, not the one that I'm That's cool you, with, yeah, yeah. is another uncle is there, which is the brother of the one that I'm talking about. So I guess he was trying to make it seem like I don't let him see his kid. So he looked like an idiot because, like, if you're, you know, like, I had no opposition to it. You know, he picks up Aiden. He's, like, tries to talk to him, but they have no relationship at yeah. this point. So I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. Yeah, he's just kind of like, and then what's funny is that me and Aiden are sitting in the back seat and he he reaches out his hand and like clings to my hand. Wow. Like kind of like I took it like it, he's like, don't leave me with this guy. And then he kept asking me, he's like, are, are, are we going to mommy's house? We're going to mommy's house, right, mommy? I'm like, yeah, we're going to our house. And he's <laughs> like, he's like, OK, OK. Like, kind of, like, reassuring himself that he that I'm not going to leave him with his dad. So, like, you know, I have I have never spoken ill of this man to this child. Yeah. But he's 13 already. He sees what it is. Like, he knows my family is very involved in his life. My brothers, my, like, all my family from my mom's side. Super involved. My friends, mm-hmm. his godfather. He knows who is for him and who's not. And mm. he is very big on energy. And if he feels the energy is off, he's not going to want to stick around or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that that he, like, you he know, know, for him to, yeah. like, build a relationship, he would have to, like... Come around often? Come around often and, like, actually try to get to know his son. Because the thing is, like, he does, like, surface-level stuff. I remember one time he tried to, like, pass by my mother's house and... um He's like, oh, bring bring it in outside so I could see him, whatever. So he's like talking. He sees his dad. He actually got excited that day. He was like, hey, dad, let's go to McDonald's. I guess he remembered like when he was little. Mm. And he's like, oh, no, we can't do that right now. And so he's like standing there. He's like talking to me instead of talking to his son. And then Aiden was like, 
all right, bye, dad. See ya. And he went inside the house. Yeah, yeah. And like closed the door. So his dad, instead of like asking himself, why is my son doing this? He's like reacted like a child. He like gets in the car and slams the door and like speeds off. So I'm just like, I don't understand. But, you know, people go to therapy for the people that don't want to go to therapy. So since he is not working on himself. Yeah. You know, I go to therapy for my son because I want to be the best mom that I can be for him. And for him, work yeah. on the things that I'm not going to tell you that I was like this elevated person, my higher self when I was with him. Because mm-hmm. like it was a lot of things I needed to work out, Um, you know. I had a lot of um, abandonment issues from mm-hmm. growing up mm-hmm. and, and other things that I was working on. But, you know, I have actually made strides to work on that for so, myself. Yeah, yeah. And it's sad that he hasn't done that. But, you know, everybody's on their own journey. And yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. I do forgive him. Will I forget what happened? Never. No. Yeah. <laughs> now, a question I like to ask my guests is where do they learn love or where do they see positive love? For you, what, what what examples? Growing up, yeah, my dad was like a super like over the top romantic with my mom. Like he was mm-hmm. the type of guy. Like she would tell me the stories that he would like sneak into other people's gardens and steal flowers and give them <laughs> to her. Or like That's smart, <laughs> or like because um, they were in DR at the time, so like it was easy, like accessible. Um, yeah, he was a like when they were here that I was a kid, I would always see him like. Do just because. Um, he would write her letters. He would send her flowers. He would call her on the mm-hmm. phone. They would do date nights together. Um, oh, romantic guy then. Very romantic, and my and, and I want to say my aunt's husband also, who was like a big part of my life when I was a, mm-hmm. a kid. Um, not not his family, but like my aunt, my other aunt Margarita. Her husband was like very um, attentive yeah. and loving and a very good father and a very good husband. I mean, he's imperfect because they aren't. <laughs> right, right, right. But those are but examples that... Those are good examples of, like, you know, of love that I saw growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your coping and healing process with Igor was therapy, mainly. Therapy, spirituality, kind of When like, you say spirituality, explain, because some people take that differently than so, others. So, um... I don't go to church or anything. I mean, I do believe in a higher power, mm-hmm. um, but I do meditate a lot. Um, I do a lot of yoga, um, you know, kind of, I do a lot of breathing exercises, kind of like new agey kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it works for me, you know. Any um, like weed or? Not really. No, I'm all not, right. I'm not really a weed um, smoker. But yeah, definitely like getting back to myself and like getting back in touch and Thinking about little Marcy and what she enjoyed and getting back to those things. That's I feel good. like yeah, yeah. as we grow up, we lose that part of mm-hmm. ourselves. And especially when we're in those kind of relationships. Like, yeah. It's about getting back to who that things. person was before you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's good. What about your dating life? Dating. Um, so after I left him, while I was still working on myself and going and doing my master's, I didn't really date. Why is that? Just because I didn't feel like I had time. I had an, uh, an infant. Yeah. Not an infant, but like a toddler at the time. Mm-hmm. I had a toddler and I was working full time and going to school full time. So Dang. I really didn't feel like I had time for that. Yeah, yeah. Once I graduated, 
I started kind of dipping my toes into the online dating thing, mm-hmm. which was a shit show. <laughs> yeah, tell me Because I feel it. like I wasn't clear with what I wanted mm-hmm. and what I allow, what, what what I was okay with. Yeah. So I feel like I was still like attracting the same kind of, not the same kind of guy, but guys that were not aligned with what I wanted. And what did you want at that time? Um, I don't, I feel like I didn't even know myself. Honestly. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't even know myself. So I was um, okay with, like, being in situationships with dudes. They're like, oh, um, I don't want to really, like. They tell you the same thing. I don't want to be in a relationship. I'm not ready. But Um, they're ready to have sex and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) I read a meme that, like, hurt my heart at that time. But, like, now I see it. It's like, you know, when guys say they don't want to be in a relationship, the with you is silent. Yes, yes. Cause yeah, like yeah. literally after they like would like a lot of the guys after they would date me they would like end up in relationships with like the next girl yeah and I'm like like what is I, it about yeah. me right so yeah uh, I was healing that part of myself too because it was like I felt like I wasn't good enough or something mm. so I, I wanted to like see what it was that I was doing that was attracting that type of man into my life so did you figure it out yeah. What was it? It was just that I wasn't having boundaries and I wasn't really being clear with what I wanted. And mm-hmm. I was, per- because of feeling lonely, I was allowing things that yeah. I shouldn't have allowed. Mm. Yeah. So that, that that's, that's like getting more clear about that has helped a lot. That's good. That's good. Are you still online dating? Yeah, here and there. It, it's just, it's, I can't it, takes, do it. it takes work. I can't do work. it. I, I turn it on. I turn on Hinge and I just, I'm, like, I'm out of here. Can't do it. It just takes a lot of work. And then there's a lot of weird people out there. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, you're like, and then there, and then as a mom, that's like another layer of yeah, it. Yeah. It's like, like the guy's like, oh, how old is your kid? And uh, does he stay with you? And I get it. <laughs> but I'm also like, you're not coming to my house right away. So like, whoa, why do you care? Yeah. Or like, I don't know. It's just I can't do it. Stuff. Yeah. It sucks. Uh, what about just your, your relationship now? You say he still acts the same. I've seen that you still talk to him. So what are the comments? He just talks about himself, you said. Talks about himself. Is, um, he, is he on Instagram and all that stuff? You, you follow each other? No. <laughs> you see, you, you peep what he, his page? No, because like, um, I don't think we've ever added each other on social media after the divorce. Okay. But I do, like, my my family, he's friends with my family on social media. So they, like, tell me, like, oh, he posted a picture of Aiden. When did he see him? I'm like, didn't you see I posted that picture the other day? So he takes your photos? I don't even know how he does it. <laughs> like, so, so front, like, he's, like, a good and present mm-hmm. dad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just, like. He steals your photos. He went, he, yeah, That's like, or, 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 like, ridiculous. if my family posts him, he'll take their photos. He did go to his fifth grade graduation, mm-hmm. and um, it was hilarious because he shows up, and all the teachers are like, oh, so this is Aiden's dad. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> he so, was in the same school since he was, like, in pre-K, so yeah. it's like, they're like, they never oh, wow. Him? Yeah, no, never. That's crazy. <laughs> that, that, wow. From pre K to five, you haven't, dude. Like it was, it was wild. Oh, yeah. And he was there, like kind of like 
trying to be like, um, I don't even know what, like, he was trying to be like, act all proud and shit. Right, right. Just like, all right, whatever. That's not good. Yeah. What's some of the uh, green flags now that you learned from that? You know, you see most of the red flags. What are some of your green flags that you look for in a man? Green flags, consistency. Okay. Um, Like, really saying what they mean and, like, being about it. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, in a manly word. Yeah. So, he was very much a talker. Mm-hmm. He would say a lot of things. Yeah. But he wouldn't back it up with action. I hate so, people like that. That's my pet peeve. I love men of action. Mm-hmm. And now men that take charge. So, you know, I have all this shit going on. I'm a right. professional. I have, I'm a mom. Last thing I want to do is plan a date. Yeah. Not that I'm going to leave it to the man every single time. But, like, when I see a man steps up and is like, well, like, obviously he knows I'm interested. He's like, well, what are you doing on, on um, like, he asked me what's my availability. On Friday, I'm going to take you such and such place. Make sure you're ready by this time. That's dope, yeah. That's amazing. Right, right, right. <laughs> the last person I dated for, like, um, long term, it was like that. And, like, it made my life that much easier. I don't want to get into a situation with somebody or a relationship, rather, that is going to make me stressed out or, you know, take mm-hmm. away from the things that I'm doing. Because I have all this stuff going on. I want somebody that's going to elevate me or help me. Not help me, but, like, elevate me and help me relax. Yeah. Because I need that. I need to be able to unwind and, and just chill. I don't want to be in a in a tumultuous relationship that, you know, like, kind of, like, that waiting for the other shoe to drop. That That's not for me Yeah, anymore. that ain't it. Yeah. Okay. What is the biggest lesson learned from this relationship with Igor? Establishing boundaries. <laughs> Yeah, that's key. <laughs> Establishing boundaries and not letting anybody mistreat you or make you feel less than what you are. Mm-hmm. And, like, always remembering who I am. That's good. Yeah, yeah. For somebody going through a heartbreak or a breakup, what's some advice you would give them? You're going to be okay. <laughs> that's it? <laughs> no, you're going to be okay and um, make sure you remember who you are. Because the thing is, like, it's so easy to lose yourself when you're in relationships with people. And it's just, just make sure, okay. Just kind of like go back to the things that make you happy and that mm-hmm. make you, you, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. going to help you heal a lot. That's good. Another question I had, you said he wasn't your type. What is your type in a man? Physically? Yeah, you said ego was not. Um, necessarily your type. Yeah, no, I usually look for like chocolatey men. Oh my men. God, you can't say that. You can't say that nowadays in 2022. No, no, no. You no. can't <laughs> uh, describe a man's skin complexion as a, a, okay, okay. a food or something. No, no, no. There's okay. crazy things happening. So I like darker complexion men. Mm-hmm. Like a little bit more tall. Like 5'9 is actually not bad. 5'9 is fine. But like 5'9 and up. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. I feel like it's not so much the physical for me. It's personality okay. and intelligence. Gotcha. Like, I'm a sapiosexual. I like somebody that's going to stimulate, stimulate me your mind, yeah. mentally and that I, I can have that back and forth conversation and it's not, it doesn't feel like pulling teeth, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get on the phone and be like, oh, what are you doing? Every day text me, texting me the same thing. Like, oh, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> uh, and you're like, oh, my God. 
It could be annoying, yeah. Drive you away. <laughs> what about... Um, hey, I had something in my mind when you said that. The sapiosexual thing, you always been this way since young? Or did it change over time? I feel like it changed over time. What I mean, was you, What I, was you into when you was younger? Just looks? Yeah, I was kind of like... I was a little shallow in that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... Because, like, the thing is, like, I would find guys attractive and then, like, I would start talking to them. They open their mouth. Like, like, yeah. It's the same with women. They're pretty, pretty dumb sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's the same way. It doesn't matter how attractive they are. If they don't have anything going on in their brain, it's, like, my right. my attraction level, like, mean or, like, not intelligent. My, my attraction level, like, completely yeah. goes down for that person. Right. So, in your 30s... You've dated and stuff like that. Have you ever had a thought of having more kids? Maybe early 30s, but like at this point in my life, I don't know if I want another child. Because number one, like the the likelihood of me having a child with autism, even though it was not this not the same dad, like it's still there, you know? Mm. So that makes me worried. And then... I don't know if I want to do it again. Aiden's already independent. Like, yeah. he wakes up in the morning, he puts on his clothes, gets ready for school, like, helps me out, takes yeah, out yeah. the garbage. I don't even know if Just I want one to and done. start over again. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. Changing diapers and, and the formula. Oh, my God. A lot, right? Last. Unless, unless, unless I find a partner that's going to be doing, like, 70 to 80% of the work. stay-at-home dad? No, not a stay-at-home dad, but, like, somebody's going to do, like, 70 to 80% of the work. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Which is so, unrealistic. Yeah. I don't, yeah. If you want him to step up as a man and be taking control, I don't know. That, I, that sounds... No. No, but, like, somebody that's going to help me out. Not, not 70, 80. I'm lying. I, I, like, I want somebody that's going to help. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, he wasn't bad at the beginning. Like, there was there was you assistance, yeah, you know. Yeah. He did yeah. help. Um, Man. Was he the best person? No, but you know. Gotcha. gotcha. Somebody that's present that is willing to be a good dad. I feel like he is a good dad yeah. to his children now, at least. So okay, from I guess second see. time around. From what I see. Yeah, yeah. All right. I guess second time around. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, a song you like to dedicate to Igor. Um. Something about growing up. <laughs> I put, I put, um, <laughs> I was being petty when I filled out the, the questionnaire. The questionnaire, and I put Rata de dos Patas. By, I don't know what that is. So if I put it, it's like a, it's like a, it's a, it's a, like a, a song by this lady, Paquita La del Barrio. And the song goes, um, Two Legged Rat, I'm speaking to you. Um, kind of like insulting the man. But, um, yeah, no, I'm not going to be that petty. Uh, I can say, I don't even know. You got to get one. You got to give me one song. Something about growing up. Uh, second childhood, Nas. I don't know. No, wait. <laughs> um, Beautiful Liar. By who? Who was that by? I think Beyonce and Shakira or something. Okay. So Beautiful Liar. <laughs> All right. Even though he wasn't beautiful. Oh my God, he calls that ugly liar. 
That's crazy. Where can people find you? Okay, and, so uh, you and can... all your socials. My socials, you guys can find me at Comadreando Pod, C-O-M-A-D-R-E-A-N-D-O-P-O-D. Um, on Twitter, on IG, on TikTok. Um, <laughs> if you guys want to send me an email, it's marcy at comadreandopod.com. Um, you can visit the website, which is www.comadreandopod.com. And I think that's it. That's it. I am going to steal the fact that calendar thing you have, I'm stealing that. Oh, yeah. Like so pick and choose what day <laughs> to book you and all this. I'm, I'm stealing that. I'm like, y'all, y'all can choose what day you want to do this this podcast. That yeah, was, that's so, um, yeah, so you need a Virgo in your life. <laughs> organized. It was organ- very organized. If Igor hears this episode, how do you think he'll react? I'm sure he's going to be like, I'm lying. Well, if he reach out to do, one, to do an episode, would you be okay? Does he have he a strong can. Dominican accent? He's oh, very, man. very Dominican. <laughs> you ever seen that TikTok of the guy that does Dominican words? Does he sound like that? Dominican word of the day, bacon. You got to make a sentence. You never seen this guy? No. Oh, it's so funny. I have to look it up. Yeah. He's, no, he's but he, he he speaks some English, but I feel like he's majorly in Spanish, like for the most part. Okay, okay. So let's say he did, a, he did do an episode. What do you think he would say about you? I'm sure he would say that I was toxic. Oh, my gosh. That I forced him to act that way, that I was a bad person. You know, it's funny. He reached out to me, and he was, like, telling me that he can't believe that I don't ha- own a house yet and that I don't do this or that. And I'm just like, if you would pay child support and I didn't have to <laughs> cover all the costs by wow. myself, you know, maybe. Wow. The nerve of him, right? <laughs> Wow. No, like, Another question I had. That's the question advice. I had. Yeah, go. What role did you play in the downfall of the relationship? I feel like the role, I feel like, I feel like I shouldn't, I sh- that was a relationship that shouldn't have happened, honestly. From from the beginning? Or just the first time y'all ended things and coming Yeah, back? the first time that we ended things, like, it shouldn't have, we shouldn't have gotten back to that. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So you allowed a lot. Yeah, I, I was very permissive. Yeah, so yeah. maybe being um too permissive and forgiving mm-hmm. and like trying to make things work for my kid. Gotcha. I feel like that's what got me in trouble, really. Man, yeah, that's tough. When that family, that, that can drive a lot of women to just stay long and long, long situations that are no good. Yeah. No good. Like right now, like if there's any listeners that are thinking about if they're in an abusive relationship and they're thinking about breaking up with that person and you're what's holding your back is your child. It's better for your child to see you happy and single. Yeah. And living in a safe environment than to be seeing you be being abused either verbally, psychologically or physically by that person that you're with. Yeah, Uh, that's a fact. Yes, yes. But overall, this is a great episode. Something different, <laughs> especially from the Dominican side. It was good. Thank you, Marcy, for coming on Views of an X. Thank you, Lama, for I inviting appreciate you. Me. Yes, yes. <laughs> now you can dig in. 